I have a very important question for you. Uh, when was the last time you went to Netflix and searched for a movie and they actually had what you were looking for? <laughs> Riddle me this. Hmm. I feel like every time I go on to... I wouldn't say Netflix, but like a... But that Netflix is like the default streaming platform. It is the first place I will check for a movie, but mm-hmm. it also leads to what you just said. There's much more room for error, because it's probably not there. Well, I shouldn't say probably not there, but all the time. Yeah, it's useless. <laughs> and then, just to pour some salt in the wound, it'll... It knows exactly what you're talking talking about. It'll pull up the title for what you're searching for, but it'll be like, mm, sorry, we don't have that. But here's some other things you might like. Oh, it'll know. Similar to blank, kind of like yeah. X. Yeah, I don't. I don't want movies similar to Mega Mind. I want Mega Mind. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome everyone to a Kingdom Hearts by Hearts, episode twenty-six. Today we are going to be wrapping up Riku's story. So, very exciting. Uh, lots of exciting twists and turns to get to, or maybe not. I don't know. It's kind of it's kind of straightforward. But in any case, <laughs> uh, yeah, we're going to chat about it. But before then, we are going to take a little detour to that, that good old cozy nostalgic spot that we like to refer to as the Game Corner. So... Yeah, if you if you want to just jump right into it, as always, you can check the description for some handy-dandy time codes where we will list where exactly you can skip forward to to get into the meat, the meat of the podcast. But if you want some appetizers, you know, you can never pass up some some cheese sticks, some, some I don't know, what are other good apps? I was going to say wings, <laughs> but I don't know. I feel like those can, those can go either direction. Meal. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I actually beat a bunch of, I say a bunch of stuff. I beat two things that I was playing. Ooh. So yeah, I... We was had one of them London. Fire Emblem Fates? Yes, one of them was, was Fates Conquest. Uh, Ooh. I think... No, because we were... No, it was the day after we recorded the last episode. Uh, I had the day off because of a holiday. So I think I was yep. just lounge, lounging about for most of the day. And I was just, mm-hmm. like, on the couch. And I think I was like, yeah, I'm... I knew I was near the end. I wasn't sure how near. Like, it was. I was in the umpteenth hour. Like, this is the final hour, baby. And I was like, ah, I'll just... I wouldn't say speed run it, but I was like, I'll, I'll just bang it out right now. So, I have completed Fire Emblem Fates Conquest. And I still have just as many questions when I finish the game as to when I started mm. the game. Wow. <laughs> oh. Well, that's unfortunate. <sighs> it's, yeah, it's, um, I'm taking a break from Fates. I'll probably not come back to the third story for maybe, like, months, maybe a year. Just because I have other stuff that I really want to play, but I will eventually return. But it's very interesting seeing two half-baked stories. So I'm wondering, what will the third story, how half-baked will the last one be? <sighs> yeah, maybe... Maybe it'll all come together, or maybe it'll all just fall right on its face. It could, yeah. Uh, Fates, 
The map designs are pretty good. I will admit the, the final few... I shouldn't say the final few. The final boss map, because there's two of them, where the, the mechanics are actually very interesting. Kind of annoying after a while, but uh, interesting nonetheless when it comes to map design. So, can't fully fault it, but mm, I did not fully enjoy my, uh, about to say time in the sun, time in the shade, more like it. Hi, mm -hmm. And so, yeah, conquest is done. I can, I don't know, not suffer. Well, I must say not suffer. I mean, we're at the end of Shade of Memories, so maybe all the suffering truly is over. Yeah, you're just knocking them down left and right. Yeah, see about that. It's going to be a new day. <laughs> and then I finally picked up my old uh, Nuzlocke of uh, Pokemon White version, and I finished that. Because I was at the Elite Ooh. Four. I just had grinding to do, and, you know, it was just very mindless, so I put it down and kind of forgot about it. So what was uh, what was your winning team? My winning team was uh, I had two deaths in the final hour. R.I.P. Oh, I surprisingly no. didn't suck against the Elite Four. I would so it's just like Fire Emblem Conquest. <laughs> <laughs> Very much so. But going into Elite Four, I had an Embor, a Musharna, a Kofagrigus, a Ooh, nice uh, not Duraludon, Drudagon, Drudagon. Weird, yep, spiky dragon man. Uh, a Durant and Caracosta, and <laughs> the the team composition was very funny because of the Elite Four. Like, there's very much a um, I don't know. They cover their weaknesses well. So, like for example, uh, for the psychic type for Caitlyn, I was like, oh, I can use my ghost type. But then I checked their moves and I'm like, oh, three of the four of them know Shadow Ball, so that may may not actually be the best option. And, like, mm -hmm. uh, a lot of the ghosts know, like, psychic moves or just, like, you know, other other variations of, like, you know, I'm going to cover my weaknesses. It's like this Elite Four is actually smart, which uh, nice. is unfortunate for me because I can't let any of my Pokemon die in a Nuzlocke. But, yeah. So getting through them actually wasn't horrible. I had a few, I had, like, one or two close calls. And then it was like, oh, by the way, here's Zekrom, because I'm playing white version. And I was like, you know what? Here's where I use my Master Ball. I'm not trying to capture Classic. a legendary Pokemon in a Nuzlocke. So I said, no thank you! Sometimes a Master Ball on a Nuzlocke is uh, blasphemous, but uh, I don't care. And I did it anyway. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I replaced Dredagon with my Zekrom. And I did lose Dorant and Caracosta against Gethsis. Not and surprisingly. Uh, against his fake daddy. But, yeah, I, uh, I made it out on top, and I can finally say base black and white is not as horrible as I remember, because when it came out, it kind of despised it. <laughs> See, I mean, I th I'm pretty sure we talked about this the very first time you mentioned this many eons ago, but, um, yeah, I, I like black and white because it's kind of the one that got me back into the series. Yeah. Um, I hadn't really played any of them seriously um but that one just for some reason really caught my attention and i was like ooh, and yeah i i have a special place for bw's but that's also in the completed pile now so what have you been playing so as predicted uh yep just more lego star wars so <laughs> nothing too crazy let's see i'm 
I'm at like 80% completion, 81-ish, mm-hmm. maybe, I don't know. And just this morning, I just finished, um, so like each level, there's like a ton of collectibles, but each level has 10 mini kits, uh, one red brick, and then there's the the golds, the like true Jedi counter, which is basically you got to get a bunch of studs, which are mm-hmm. like the currency in the game. And once you get enough, it'll mm, fill it out. Studs. Um, yeah, such a good collectible. Especially when you get that times 3,240 multiplier. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, that's like one of the best parts about the Lego games is... So like the red bricks that you get in each level, they all tie to a different cheat. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm pretty sure every Lego game has the multiplier cheats. So like you get a times two cheat, and then there's time, like times four, times six, times eight, times ten, and then they all stack. <laughs> so like you get to the point where like as soon as you enter level you'll have just like a million studs instantly because there's also a stud magnet cheat where like just like appearing they just whatever studs are around you will just you just suck them up yeah <laughs> so like you don't have to do anything just to get a ton of studs but anyways so just this morning i finished off the mini kits so i've collected everything in the main levels in terms of like the main collectibles mm-hmm. and now i'm in like the grindy zone basically so what's left is so there's challenge mini kits which are so when you finish the level you unlock free play and then you unlock challenge free play is how you get all the main collectibles Uh but then challenge they're like blue mini kits and you have to there's 10 of them as well and you have to go through the level within 10 minutes and find them all it's basically kind of like hide and seek um, so they're, they're not like as hidden, but they are still like, you have to go out of your way to find them. Yeah. And I tried that this morning. I t- did it on the very first level and I found all of them, but one. And like, I went through the level like twice and I was like, where, where the heck is this last mini kit? And I had like 30 seconds left and I was like, <gasps> well, this is dumb. And the thought of doing that for all 36 levels makes me break out in hives. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so there's that, there's, uh, like these bounty hunter missions, which are kind of the same thing where you go through every level and you have to find a specific character or a bounty. And luckily there's only one of them, but it's also like a hide and seek sort of thing. There's super story, which is basically speed running each episode. So you have to go through all six episode or levels per movie Mm -hmm. within like an hour which is oh. not not hard at all because levels are pretty quick, but it is still another time sink. Yeah. Um, and then there's a bunch of bonus levels. Uh, the main ones are these like Lego cities areas, which are just basically not free roam, but they're much more open. And it's just basically have at it. So you have to collect a million studs, and they, wow. it's all like they're all predetermined. So like basically you have to do everything in the level. So I was trying out that one as well this morning because there's I think there's like two or three of them. So I was trying out the first one, and I got to like nine hundred and sixty thousand or something, and I couldn't find the last bunch. So I was looking up a YouTube video, and then because I'm playing on PlayStation now, <laughs> my internet was unstable, and I got booted out of the game. <laughs> Yeah, and there's, like, a counter on those levels, and I was at, like, 20 minutes or so, so it's just, like, uh. So, yeah, for this last haul, the last 20% or so, I'm not sure if I'm going to stick with it, 
Because, mm-hmm. yeah, like I said, I've gotten through all the main levels, which is, like, the main fun. Like, really, the mini kits are the best part, because it's just mm, really fun collectible. But now it's, yeah, very grindy, very just time-sinky, kind like of it, drawn yeah. out. Yeah, so despite despite all my completionist instincts, I think I might just... <laughs> I might just shelve the old the old gal, put her out to pasture. Yeah, I mean, uh, throughout my Nuzlocke, I was talking to a friend of mine. And so, once I beat it, I was like, I'm done. And they're like, well, you could beat the champion. And I was like, nope, that's extra content. She's like, whoa, yeah, that's, whoa, that's good whoa. And I'm like, nope, nope, just let me die in peace. No, I don't. <laughs> Sometimes exactly. you just gotta call it. Yep. Sometimes you just gotta know when to walk away. Mm-hmm. Just take the win. <laughs> yeah, I, I beat the game. You can't hurt me any longer. Stop it. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, Leo Star Wars. Super basic, super simple, but they're just good, dumb fun. If you just want something pretty passive and you don't really have to think about, but still fun and charming to play. Mm-hmm. That's all I've been playing. So yeah, we're 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 on a roll. We're we're wrapping up everything. So yeah. you know what else we we wrapped up? Chain of memories. So why don't we talk about it? It's finally time to end it. End it all. Yes, the time has come. So let's see who we last left off with the uh, Riku replica and some dire streets. <laughs> So, I'm, I'm, I'm sure he'll be fine. <laughs> he'll, he, no, he's going to come out the other side, gleaming and smiling. I don't know what we're talking about. He's going to be perfectly yeah. fine. Nothing bad's ever going to happen to Riku Replica. Yep, but in the meantime, we decided to uh, partake in a little tournament arc. <laughs> uh, except not really. It's more of a... Uh, Walking tour arc of the Olympus Coliseum. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, Olympus Coliseum. Woo! <laughs> the only thing I noticed was they are like the confusing rays you sometimes see in Hollow Bastion and other places are here. Very similar to what Wonderland we had the spitting flowers because in Sora's story it's a low level world, so there's not really any map interactables. So I think same thing for Olympus. It's like, oh hey, here's something to piss you off. And I'm like, no. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a little Cupid's fire, like a weird confused bolt. Uh, yay. And also Hades exists, but like, really does he? Yeah. No, I couldn't even remember tell you how that fight went. <laughs> <laughs> um, I... I'm sure it was fine. Exactly. Yeah. There's probably nothing too different. I think I got low on health once and I was like, scr- you know, scrambling because obviously Riku has limited health options. But other than that, I think it was fine. I remember the his little snap move. I think it's a magic move. Where he just kind of like points at you, and like you know the fireball just kind of like appears at your position. And we're getting, I remember getting hit with that a bunch of times. But uh, other than that, nothing really remarkable. Yeah. So yeah, once we wrap up good old Coliseum, we find ourselves in the B six exit hall, and <gasps> what's that? <laughs> it's Repliku. And it turns out he's not fine after all. Oh no. He's in love with the nominee. I mean, I guess it depends on your perspective. <laughs> he thinks he's fine, but we know he's been tampered with. Yeah, it's it's very jaunting going from blood-curdling scream 
to like, hi, nominee, I love you. Yeah, <laughs> so we see him basically how he was in Sora's campaign, where he is ready to put his life on the line for nominee, which, yeah, I just, I just have to uh, remark on how fast nominee works. Yeah. Because <laughs> damn, girl. Oh, Give me yeah, five like, minutes in a Red Bull, and I'll and I'll I'll get your replica running up and running. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, like I don't know, like how long do each of the floors take? You know, like oh, thirty God. minutes, an this, hour. This will be a, I don't know, be a topic later because I feel like the time difference between floors is drastic. Because I think maybe mm-hmm. actually the next exit hall, like it goes from being right before, like a. We are, we are to believe towards the beginning of Riku's campaign that Riku kind of showed up yeah. at the same time as Sora or like a little bit after Sora, but around the same time. But by the time Riku works his way to the top of the basement, to the, the regular True. first floor, we are past Sora's campaign being done. Like, like again, it might be an ex-exit hall where we're like, oh, like Sora's starting to take it. Like, you know, the organization members are starting to die. And I feel like the next hall later, we're like, okay, they're all dead, basically. Yay! And I'm like, how, yeah. how, long was I, how long was I in there for? <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Um, it makes me think of, in Birth by Sleep, that timeline also doesn't make sense between the three different campaigns. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Yeah, Nomura's not too good at mapping out the uh, <laughs> the parallel progression between multiple playable characters. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Also in that cutscene, we get a little uh, little TED talk from Nominee on the inner workings of memories. Yep. Uh, she she well actually's Lark scene. <laughs> <laughs> I got yeah like Lark scene. She like says like oh like delete his memories like she thinks that it's just as simple as just get rid of them but yeah. Nomine explains well no it's you can't delete a memory you have to unlink it mm. uh, but they're still there buried deep down inside yeah she kind of explains that she can take Sora's memories of Kyrie and sort of you know it's kind of like I don't know kind of like programming I guess or like well programming in the sense of like. I don't know, like Game Builder Garage or like Labo, or it's just like the nodes and you connect them to different things. Mm-hmm. That's how I'm thinking of it. Or like you got the little, the little Kyrie PNG and Sora's hearts, <laughs> but you like take the connections and just connect them all to like Nominee instead. Yeah. <laughs> but then she explains like, oh, well, these false memories will only make Sora's memories of Kyrie stronger. So I guess like. You know, he has such strong feelings for Nominee, but really, those are strong feelings for Kyrie. I don't know. I interpret it as it's kind of like a recursive thing where, like, the more passionate he feels about the memories, like, mm-hmm. eventually when the memories do revert back to Kyrie, like, he'll still have those emotions attached to them. Yeah. Kind of interpreting it. Which is, which would be interesting then to note, like, how he acts in Kingdom Hearts 2. So let's let's uh put a good old pin in that. Oh boy. Aye <laughs> aye. Ay. But yeah, this this was I did like this tidbit and I don't know, the fact that it's in like the epilogue story or the alternate campaign as opposed to the main campaign, I'm kinda like, eh, but I mean re- calm is supposed to be experienced 
on both sides. So I'm like, eh. it. I, I liked it, but I, I don't know. I questioned its uh, the time it popped up. But I think it makes sense because we're following more of the organization because Riku's the evil one, but not anymore. So. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the uh, the other interesting note I made about this cutscene was she when she explains that she's just the shadow of Kyrie, like mm. she says it in a very like remorseful way, where like you know she she does kind of resent well not resent but like she does want to be something more than just eh, for all intents and purposes a nobody. <laughs> <gasps> And yeah, you can tell that the organization kind of like that's that's their way in. Like they they capitalize on the insecurity of like, well, you want to be more than more than a Kyrie shadow, right? This is the only way. You have to manipulate the memories. So just yeah. a little little bit of insights into Nominee's character. You get to you get to feel for our girl. Yeah. That's about it from that cutscene. No Rika replica fight, thankfully. Yes, thank God. <laughs> We just, we just, oh, yeah, yeah. I laugh. Well, at this point, he's now going to fight Sora, yeah, too. So that makes a, uh, that makes sense. Yeah, he's like, oh, I need to pencil you in into all my boss fights for the week. Let's see. <laughs> Can I fit you in on Tuesday? Oh no, I got a rematch with Sora. Then sorry, I got to fight Sora four <laughs> times. Sorry, kid. Uh, I'm booked. I'm I'm taken. Hmm. So yep. After that, we visited Gold Old Atlantica. It happens. There's an Ursula fight. Woohoo. No, no different. Yeah. I just, the only thing I really noticed was Ursula's annoying because you had to go for tentacles first. So, mm-hmm. like, like popping off duels and dark modes and whatnot. It's like, it's kind of wasted. Like, it's like a buffer for the actual Ursula. So, yeah. This fight went on a little longer than usual. Um, mm. Yeah, I didn't get many gimmick cards this time around. Not that I got a lot during uh, Sora's fight. Yeah, uh, for this one, I think I got off one, because I always remember she just has a very dramatic reaction, where she's like, ah! <laughs> I'm like, oh, are you, you going to be okay? No, <laughs> she's suffocating. You. Don't worry about it, though. Yeah. So yeah, I let it go, everybody. Woo! Alrighty, next up, B5. B5? Did anyone have B5? Uh, I'll tell you who didn't. Vexen, because he's dead. He's dead. <laughs> So, literally speaking of time skips, <laughs> we went from Riku hasn't even yeah. fought, Re- uh, Re- Repliku hasn't even fought Sora once yet, to, oh, hey, your master just died. True. That's, that's definitely, like, two or three Riku fights in. So, timelines! <laughs> yeah, I... I would say I should have gone back and taken more throw notes, but I I wouldn't have done that. <laughs> no, but it's very funny because that's definitely for Sora. That's a few worlds right there. But a few what a, what a few days we do as Sora is an afternoon for Riku. Yeah, like you know, and in, in general, they always have the explanation. Explanation: Well, time moves differently for every world, but like they're in the same castle. So yes. unless it's Basically, you're stepping in an alternate reality when you visit the memory worlds, and then from there, it can take as long or as little as needed, but uh, it's, yeah, it's confusing. doesn't really make a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, let's see, what else What else happened in this cutscene? Um, oh, Lexeus, because Lexeus is like, Vexen's dead, something, something, and Lexeus like, oh yeah, because uh, darkness is smelly, I can, his scent is gone, 
And then uh, Alexeus comments on like, oh, I mean, very much like, I don't know, we've made fun of it too many times at this point. Like, uh, you know, we can't kill Sora. We're trying to persuade or misguide him so he can become our yep. pawn. But now that organization members are dropping like flies, like maybe we should reconsider. And he basically is like, if we're trying to convince Sora to be a pawn, maybe we can convince Riku to be a dark pawn. Yeah, I was a little confused by this. So, they specifically say, uh, our superior needs Sora, or he says our superior needs a hero of light. Mm-hmm. So, it kind of sounded like they want to take Sora out, but they know that their butts would be had if they did that. True. And then there was, like, a line where they said something like, oh, like, the only way to beat light is with dark, is or dark. something like that. Yes. Yeah, and ba- what I took from it was they want to use Riku to defeat Sora, um, but I don't I don't know if that's what they were actually going for. Hmm. Yeah, I kind of read it like the Sora kid's out of hand. We can't take him out directly, but maybe Riku can. Wink, wink. Because, ah. um, like, what what else would they need Riku for? Aside from protecting them. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, like, every every little, we were talking about it last time, but, like, every little sect has their own motives within the organization, so I, I can't sure. even keep track of who wants what. <laughs> they all they all want everything, but for a different mm-hmm. material, something... So, speaking of the boy, cut back to him, and he remarks, ah, just one card left, and... Sure, Riku. <laughs> joke's on you. Yeah. <laughs> sure. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, that one last card for us was Halloween Town. Woo-woo! Which, yeah, I think we mentioned it uh, during Sora's Halloween Town visit. But, um, yeah, I do appreciate how um, Riku, like, they, they, like, put some little shading on him. So he kind of gets a Halloween Town makeover, but not yeah. really. But it was something. <laughs> yeah, I feel like you can't just drop... Well, I, I say that as, I think, in the GBA com. There is no costume change, I'm pretty sure. And, you know, it's jarring to be like, Hi! Yeah. Hi, I'm Sora! Like, Sora's just like this giant ball of light in, the heart, in like the Halloween Town residence. Like, turn off the light! Turn off the light! Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I think it makes sense that Riku... His model, like, really does change. It gets like that almost Halloween Town grain to it that Kingdom Hearts yeah, is kind exactly. of known for at this point. Well, at least Halloween Town Kingdom Hearts is kind of known for. And then, funny enough, uh, Mickey also, they gave uh, the Halloween Town gradients to. Oh. It'd be cool if Namora did some artwork for, mm-hmm. I mean, any characters, really, but for Riku and Mickey, especially since they've actually been in this world. It'd be cool to see, like, how he would interpret their designs. Mm-hmm. If, if they would get, like, you know, their designs changed, because yeah. Sora, kind of little vampire boy, but not really. Yep. Like, he's got a little fangs. Amalgamation. Yeah. So I'd be curious to see what Mickey and Riku would uh, would end up becoming, actually. Makes, makes you wonder. Yeah. So, other than that, uh, nothing too fancy about Halloween Town, other than it's got a bit of an annoying map set up, oh, yeah. where you think, oh, I can, I can just cut right through here and be done in, like, four rooms, and it's like, nah, you have to go all the way around. Yep. It's like, pick left, pick right, go on, go one way or the other. Be like, damn it. Yep. I kind of remember that too. I was like, this is a good, this looks too easy, right? And then I got to the middle and it's like, hey kid. And I'm like, ah, oh, I, 
I knew you were gonna pull this on me. Mm-hmm. So yep. Okay, boogie fight. Same deal as Ursula where you have to take down the gate first, so it's a bit more drawn out. But like Sora, like he doesn't he really doesn't put up a fight, like once you actually Exactly. Get think, that gate down, so... Yeah. yeah, dark mode is a godsend. I mean, just as a general rule. Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> it's very good, like, especially I would after gimmick card stuns, or just, like, you know, the, the gimmick of Oogie and Ursula, of, like, oh, now I'm vulnerable, ooh. You're just like, okay, do I have dark mode? Yes. Do I turn them into Swiss cheese? Probably. Yep. Now I win. Basically, basically curious if dark mode actually, like, enhances your attacks. I mean, they're... Your attacks are obviously different, but and I think some of them are multi-hits, but mm-hmm. yeah, I'm just rambling. Let's, uh, <laughs> let's move on to the fourth, well, not fourth, but the basement level four exit hall. And who's this now? Mm-hmm. It's time. It's time to throw down with Lexius, baby. Mm-hmm. So he's taking a stand. Yeah, he, he basically taunts Riku. Similarly to everyone else where, you know, you're not meeting your potential, Riku. Like, ah, oh, you're a coward. And he says something like, I will not, or maybe I'm thinking when he gets defeated, but he says something like, I will not be defeated by, like, a weak-willed fool like you, or something like that. Where mm-hmm. it's like, all right, Lexius, calm down. Yeah, it's kind of a, um, he may, oh, he, he, I mean, like everybody, this entire playthrough, they're like, Riku, you should embrace the darkness, just saying. He's like, no! But I feel like, obviously that's the focus of Riku's campaign. It's like, oh, dark darkness. We got some darkness over here. He's like, no. Yeah, like, I've had my fill of darkness. No more. Why Why is everyone all up in Riku's business? <laughs> you don't even know me. It's like uh, like when you're a teenager and you're like a family gathering with people or yeah, you know, exactly. like your parents' age. It's like, oh, what are you doing? Oh, no, you should be doing this at your age. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All the adults are just pegging Riku to do something. He's like, no. He's like, I don't want to. No. Exactly. So, words failed them. So, their only course is aggression. (laughs) So, it's boss time, baby. Yeah. And finally, a new boss. New boss? Yeah. Yeah. A challenger approaches. Mm Mm-hmm. So what's what's good old Lexius got up his giant sleeves? (laughs) Lexius. I really didn't have that much of a hard time. Yeah, me neither. Yeah, he's, uh... So he does have one annoying bit. He has, like... He doesn't have any magic cards, but they are, like, these aura cards, I call them, because he kind of gets, you know, he gets, like, an outline. So, uh, spoiler alert, break them. But the first one, he will... I'm not... I'm not I don't think he takes less damage. I didn't notice anything, but he won't get stunned by any of your moves, so... You just do a combo in his face, and he's like, what if I just hit you right now? And you're like, oh no, don't hit me! He's like, nah, I'm gonna hit you. So be careful. And then I did the foolish thing. Well, one, I was like, oh, what is his, what is his magic attack? What if he did... And then the second time, I couldn't break it. I was like, oh, I should probably not let him do it a second time. The second time, he would just be fully invincible. And you just can't damage him. And that sucks. So, be careful. Yeah, put a stop to that before it can happen. I don't know what got what gets rid of it. I'm not sure if it's breaking cards or if like the invulnerability has a certain amount of hits it can take before it goes away. Because I feel like I did a mix of both, and eventually it, it went back down to first level, and I was like, oh, I can hurt him again. 
all his other attacks I found very easy to dodge. <laughs> mm-hmm. He's got like kind of a, a strike rate, like a boomerang attack that will kind of track you. Because I, I remember I would just jump over it. And I think maybe later in the fight it starts to hone in on you. Because on the return trip, I was like, haha, you're open. And then the boomerang axe is like, what if I just hit you upside the head right now? It's like, oh shit, no. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, and he, he got big sword swipes, but like, that's... That's really it. <laughs> uh, he's definitely one of those characters that like has little to no attacks. Or I should say little to no attacks. But uh, attacks are pretty telegraphed. Just don't get hit because you'll get hit very, very hard, I guess. But, you know, it's one of those fights that can either go really bad or really well. So this one went really well for us. So there's that. Uh, oh, he has one, one slate that's kind of incredibly easy to dodge you can just dodge roll it exactly. there's no like we there's no weird timing like i remember i've i've talked about like oh when you fight vexen if you dodge at this point you'll be you know yada 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 there's no strategy it's just like hey uh rocks uh dodge them hey okay you're fine that's it yep yeah much like his data fight in king hearts 2 he's kind of like more bark than bite where mm-hmm. he seems really intimidating and scary, but he's actually pretty easy to deal with as long as you just don't freak out. So, yeah, he's he's not too good. At the end of the day, he's just a big old pile of rocks. <laughs> yep, a, a little, little big old Dumbo. But uh, if I say we love him, I think that's a it's a little, it's a little too that's, deep. That's but. generous. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so we beat him. We get a flashy new card, which is. This one actually is new, because Lexus yeah. was in Swords campaign. Yeah. I think I used it once to test it out. It, uh... I don't even know if what I put down is technically right. It changes your finisher to warp break. So, there is a chance when you do, like, when you land the third hit in your, your Riku combo, that you just delete the thing you hit. <laughs> huh. Yeah. Doesn't seem uh, very Lexius, but I guess I'll take it. Yep. So, after the fight, we get a post-fight cutscene where, again, even though we were just creaming him during gameplay, he gets the upper hand in the cutscenes. <gasps> That's always great. But it's a reason for Ansem to take the wheel, basically. He unleashes the darkness, and he deals a fatality to Lexius and takes him out. He, he celebrates his victory in a very maniacal way, and yeah, it's a little... It's a little worrying that Riku can kind of just <laughs> lose control like that. But then we get a an introspective scene where Riku's like, wait a minute, what's going on? My body's not my own right now. And it's really weird because he's like acting like it's like a surprise that Ansem is behind this. <laughs> and like he's acting like he hadn't already seen him like earlier. <gasps> Castle Oblivion? And he's yeah. like, or Ansem, you were behind this. Oh no. Because Ansem's like talking to him like as voice. And yeah, Riku just has this like revelation like, oh, wait, it was you? Mm-hmm. Then Ansem, <laughs> he has this weird explanation where he's like, the more you think about me, the stronger I become. It's, it's very, very Freddy Krueger-esque. <laughs> and it's like, well, that's a new rule, but okay. <laughs> We we just made it up, so... Then good old Mickey comes in and saves the day, and he's like, just don't think about him, Riku. Just 
Don't think about Ansem. Are you thinking about Ansem? Don't do it. Stop thinking about him. Stop thinking about him and his hunky abs. <laughs> They're just there. King, your Majesty, how do I avoid looking at them? So yeah, the the cracks are starting to show in Riku's hole. I've conquered the darkness. That's all behind me. Mm-hmm. Um, but Mickey's got his back. He's always there to talk him down from the ledge. Meanwhile, in the organization's scary chamber... <laughs> <laughs> the lights are off. Yeah, what's uh, what's Axel got to say? Oh, I remember he just teleports down to sass the hell out of Zexion. I couldn't even tell you exactly what the words are. It's, it's Axel being flippant. It's Axel being Axel, which I'm never going to complain about. <laughs> but uh, I know Zexion makes the comment of, one of the senses died. And I was like, which we realized probably in a little bit is Marluxia? Which is very funny, because I feel like Ax- Axel comes down and he makes a bet of like, who do you think's like Vexen's dead? He may make a remark that Larxena's also dead, but then he's like, "Ooh, who do you think?" But he also says like, "Who do you think's gonna be next?" And I'm like, "It's like th- one of the three of you." Like, yeah, it was a weird comment. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, it was confusing because he was saying like, "Who do you think it will be next?" I'm guessing Marluxia, but then like, it instantly cuts to Two like confirmation later. that Marluxia yeah. <laughs> was taken out. So it's like, wait a minute, what? Axel, what are you doing? So yeah, another drastic time jump there. Mm-hmm. And then I remember that Zexion just shows up and he gives Riku the, the Destiny Islands card. Because my home! My island! Alright, Destiny Islands. So we're back, to, we back to some light story within the world. So yeah, crazy story? Take that for what you will. <laughs> Riku has a moment where he's like, again, it's kind of silly how he's talking about all this. Like, it was so long ago. He was like, it's funny, I... I used to hate this island, and all I wanted to do was escape, but now the, the ocean breeze is so nice. And it's like, dude, you you were here like three months ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this was another life. <laughs> it's it's like this fifth, little fifth, this 15-year-old lights a cigarette. Boy, I remember back in my yeah, day. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's very funny, because he's on like a... That little tree branch that uh, yep, the Riku Sora, tree. Riku, and Kyrie are always uh, always jonesing about on. It's almost like he just kind of like jumped to the world and he's like already reminiscing of like, oh my goodness, the sun on my skin. Yep. Um, and then also he spots, <laughs> <laughs> it was very funny because Riku's just a jerk in Kingdom Hearts 1, but then he spots uh, Selfie, Titus, and Waka. And he's like, oh, are those my friends? And I'm like, I don't think you had a conversation with these people. Exactly. Nor have ever had a positive comment. So, like, what the hell? Yeah, it was very jarring. Like, it was weird enough when Sora was, like, super fixated on them. But to have Riku yeah. be like, guys! It's like, oh, this is weird. Especially because then they just instantly disappear. Mm-hmm. It's like, you didn't need to have that. <laughs> So, yep, Destiny Island's time. Make our way to the Kia Beginnings. And what's that? Is it Kyrie? Is that a Kyrie essay? But, like, he, she shows up and then she... Did. Is there any dialogue or does she just vanish? I think she just vanishes, right? I think, but, yeah, I think she just vanishes, yeah. Mm-hmm. But for a fleeting moment, Riku had hope. That hope is gone. Mm-hmm. Instead, we get Zexion. No, Woo-hoo! no. What's he doing here? Uh, he's here to remind you that uh, Riku doesn't get uh, to have fun. I mean, to be fair, he does kind of hammer in. I guess they are still trying to be like, Riku, give in to darkness. 
you have no other career yep. choice but to give into darkness. But uh, <laughs> it's uh, and it's I don't know. It's still funny because he's uh, reinforcing what Riku's been avoiding at least for the parts of the this campaign that have story of like like uh, especially it was you know we talked about in Hollow Bastion where Ansem's like, hey, you did some dirty stuff. And Riku's like, um. And he's like sheepishly looking away, like I don't, uh, uh, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't like. He's been like avoiding his, like literally the consequences yeah. of his actions, like exactly. this entire campaign, because he's a good, because he's trying, trying to be a good boy now. But Zexian's like, um, you don't get to walk away scot free, Sonny. So about that, yeah. He he specifically calls out. Uh, Riku was the one who destroyed Dusty Islands. Which I have to wonder, is that just, you know, villainous taunting or is that actually true? Because I always just look at it as like, no matter what, the Heartless were going to invade the Destiny Islands. Um, and then Riku just happened to embrace the darkness while they were there. But this conversation kind of like frames it as Riku's darkness is what brought them there in the first place. So it's kind of like he's the one who summoned them. Yeah. So I'm not sure. I always took it as villainous talk, but I think it, I think it's a good fit. It, it, it could be a 50-50. Like, it could be... Yeah, exactly. It could be a bluff just to be like, Riku, give in, Riku, give in. But it could also be legit. But I want to... I wanna, if I had to pick a side, I do want to lean it's just villainous talk of him bluffing and being like, this is your fault. Yeah, because really. for Riku to, like, actively, like, call up his heartless hitman, like, hey, take out my island, this place sucks. That'd, that'd be a bit much. <laughs> yeah, because he didn't even really have darkness in his heart, because, like, uh, Oogie, like, for, not Oogie, um, for Clayton, for Deep Jungle. Like, he was like, I'm, for some reason, oh, I gotta kill these gorillas, this is my yeah. last goal. But Riku's, Riku has no evil intent, he's just like, I want to leave, he, well, I can't say it now, but later in the story, yep. I'll reference this moment, of just like, he's like, I want to get out of here, I want to leave. I can't stand it here anymore. So not any dark or evil intention that we know of. Like, Riku's not like, I'm going to murder all of these kids and perform a blood sacrifice and get me a, a ship to traverse the space with. He's just like, I don't like it here. I want to leave. Yeah, it's so weird because, like, you know, everyone's like, oh, Riku, you're so susceptible to darkness. You couldn't even conquer it. But, like, everything we saw of Riku before the, uh, the Night of Destiny... Like, nothing suggested that he was susceptible to darkness, you know? Like, it's not like he had, like, little moments where he was like, I'll get out of here, no matter what it takes, or, like, anything, like, nefarious. Like, he, he exactly. was, like, kind of a jerk, but nothing like, <laughs> oh, we gotta watch out for that kid, so... Exactly, yeah. yeah. The, they laid on a little, little thick. A little, yeah. The only thing I can think of, and it's not even vague, it's... Not even in this realm. It's vague. It, like, leans toward this realm, but it's nowhere near, like, you know, evil mm -hmm. intent hand rubbing. It's just, um, when him and Sorgo to the, the secret place, Riku's the yep. only person who can see yeah, the door to definitely. the heart of the world. That, that's, that's kind of more of a, like, Riku, you're special, not Riku, you're evil moment. Yeah, exactly. But, uh, yeah, Zexion is determined to... Turn Riku to the darkness, so he shows him, here's what you could be, which is weird, because uh, he summons the dark side, and yeah, he says something like, this is what you truly are, and it's like, yeah. <laughs> that, that's not what dark side is, but okay. <laughs> I, I did, I did kind of, I did kind of like this, like, 
for Kingdom Hearts 1, we've considered Dark Side to be kind of the opposite of Sora. Like, if Sora's yeah. a, a, a ray of light, Dark Side is a beacon of darkness, and Zexian's like, this is you, this is what you've become. And I'm like, ah, I kind of do kind of like this parallel a little bit, actually. It's not, uh, not too mm. bad. Yeah, I suppose. Like you just said, I always just tie Dark Side to Sora specifically. Mm-hmm. So... I don't know. I guess we don't really know what Dark Side is. All this to say, time for a Dark Side boss fight. Which, Woo! do you know how to platform? Do you know how to jump? All right, get that gimmick card. And yeah, go for the head. <laughs> so, did you get a gimmick card? Do did is there a Dark Side gimmick card only for Riku, or did we just kick ass so quickly as Sora that the card didn't even come into play? <laughs> um. Yeah. I'm. That was my, qu- I, I my think, question. Not sure. I mean, I don't think, like, Riku exclusive gimmick cards are really a thing yeah. between the shared bosses. So I'm pretty sure Sora also gets the little, okay. little platformies. Got you. Well, neither of us saw it fighting Sora, but yeah, uh, yeah for, for Dark Souls, I guess we know what Dark Souls gimmick card is now. And it's just that he'll kind of just stand in place and there's platforms to get up to his face. He'll just stay still and you can just punch him. Yep. So speaking of Sora. <gasps> What? It's him. <laughs> Even though, I don't know, I feel like Riku should know better than to think this is actually Sora. Because he's already been tricked like three times mm-hmm. in this exact world. <laughs> <laughs> so it's funny because Sora appears in front of him, but then the um, the door from Sora's Station of Awakening appears behind. And I didn't even yep. think in this moment to turn around and see if the door is actually behind you. In the game, I just ran to Sora, because you're supposed to interact with Sora. Yeah, me too, but now I'm very curious what happens when you go to the door. Mm. I, I would imagine it would be something like, oh, I should, like, Riku would, like, have a little dialogue box. Oh, I should yeah, like, talk, go, to go Sora talk to Sora first. Or... Yeah. Yeah. But then even after this cutscene and then go, seeing Sora, like, there's no, like, okay, you're back on the same plateau. You just turn around and now, now you get to go through the door. Mm-hmm. Ugh. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, it's like, why, what is that doing there? Mm-hmm. But yeah, we get a quick little cutscene of Sora, or not Sora, mm-hmm. who attacks Riku and, you know, again, basically laying it on thick, like, oh, you're a preacher of darkness now, I have to defeat you. Yeah. It's my job to smother out the darkness and blah, 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 blah. And Riku's like, no, I'm your friend. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Yeah. <laughs> It uh it does that thing where Sora like weaponizes the uh the light beam, if you will, from the Keyblade, which just seems really weird to me. Like I always saw that as like a utility thing, like you do that specifically for unlocking, you know, keyholes and whatnot, but like to use it as an attack just seems a little off to me. So I don't really care for that. Riku, I'm going to unlock your entire soul. <laughs> yeah, it just, it just doesn't seem like a good attack because it takes a long time to charge up and then it's like, you have to be very precise with it. I don't know. And it's also just like, well, you can't really do that in game. Like, yeah. is this like a light-based attack? Like, that seems a little OP. So it's what's going on here. It's just magic, but... Mm. Yeah. But- Especially because, as we find out, this isn't even Sora. So it's mm-hmm. like, what, what's going on here? How is this uh, copy able, is able to utilize the light? 
Exactly. It is kind of cool to see a more antagonistic Sora, even if it is fake. Because, yeah, mm-hmm. like, this whole world, really, is just Riku having to face, face the music. Like, yeah, no, you did a lot of bad stuff, and you can't just, you know, brush it all off and pull mm-hmm. a... Hey, guys, Riku here. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, uh, Riku gets obliterated by Exodia, as you... <laughs> So definitely wrote in our notes here. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he gets hit by a big light attack. And it's funny because we just did uh, Luxeus where Riku kind of is floating in darkness after Ansem take, takes a joyride for a minute. And he's like, oh no, I'm here in yep. all this darkness. And now, oh no, I'm here in all this light. Oh. Just can't catch a break. But he gets another sighting of that fated Kairi, and she's basically there to give him a pep talk. And yeah, this cutscene's weird. So basically, the whole point is Kairi tells Riku, actually, darkness is good. <laughs> and she says something like, just be brave. Because he's like, what if I'm not strong enough? What if the darkness takes over? She's like, no, nah, no, nah, just be brave. It's fine. Yeah, yeah, just <laughs> just don't worry about it. Consequences? Yeah. Who, who needs those? Yeah, even though the entire message of Kingdom Hearts up until this point has been darkness bad, like avoid it, don't give in. Now she's just like, yeah, no, yeah. I mean, we, we've changed our policy. Darkness is <laughs> darkness ain't not... too bad from time to time. <laughs> yeah, so it's weird how suddenly it just really flips the script, and it's like I'm getting a lot of mixed messages here on like darkness being good or bad or what. Because, and I feel like the series tries to do this a few times or tries to like. Position them as equals, like, oh, light can't exist without darkness. Mm-hmm. But, like, no, like, darkness is bad. Like, every villain uses darkness <laughs> to, like, do horrible things. <laughs> like, yeah. we've never seen someone, aside from Riku, use darkness for good. So it's like, eh. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of, it's it's very flippant with, like, what it wants darkness to be in general, I think. Yep. It just kind of falls flat because it's like, okay, he gets to conquer or like use his darkness, but like, so what? Like, nothing's changed, you know what I mean? So, like, I feel like this is where you should have gotten dark mode as like, here's your super special, awesome new uh, fighting technique, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because it's like, what's changed here aside from what we've already been doing? Mm-hmm. It's a lot of back and forth for. It doesn't even take us into like a new direction or a new place. It's just like. Yeah. In fact, it's contradictory because Riku's like. No, I don't want to use the darkness. No, no, no. And I'm yep, like, I'm sorry, exactly. Kai, 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 <laughs> totally Kyrie. He's like, Riku, I've been gone the entire game, but I still know what you're going through, okay? Yeah, like, he should also be questioning this. <laughs> oh, yeah, he's not, he's not really thinking much. It's not, it's not, uh, it's not totally nominee hiding, uh, in a suit made of Kyrie. No, ignore, <laughs> ignore the the eyes you see when Kyrie's mouth flap opens. Yeah. Don't just ignore those. Well, I guess uh, I guess we should give him some credit because we do find out later he he's more pervy than we think in this mm. cutscene. But we'll get to that in a little bit. Uh, yeah. But for now, with his newfound resolve, Riku's ready to fight Zexion and comb through his his book of illusions. Ooh. Yeah. Wait, you're saying that Sora was an illusion? Uh, yeah, I thought that was that's pretty obvious. Uh, <laughs> it is very funny because Riku wakes up from like his little trip into the light, and he's just stabbing what we you know what we see as Sora at least like it's Sora's character model. 
But he's like, <laughs> and I was like, Soros is dead. But then you hear Zaxian's voice come out of him. And it, it, it gave me Marluxia flashbacks because our, you know, our Marluxia fight before the final fight is like, that was what a mere illusion. It wasn't my real body. And I'm like, can you, can we stop with the illusions, please? <laughs> Do we need them? Yeah. Yeah, but at least here it makes sense, because that's Zexion's whole thing. Yes. So. I was I was I was sick of the illusions, but I was very I was excited that, you know, Zexion, you know, it's his thing. As opposed to Marluxia being <laughs> not me, not me, <laughs> Yeah, Zexion fight. So my question, was Zexion a boss in the original Game Boy Advance version? I believe so, yes. To my knowledge, he should be a boss. So, like, I remember the whole thing with Zexion is we didn't know what his weapon was. Um, Mm. so, I wonder, like, what, if we didn't know what his weapon was, like, how did how would he have fought in the original version before? Like, we knew, like, he used a book and, like, illusions and stuff, so. You, uh, I'm looking up right now, actually. He is not a boss in Ah, uh, okay. I thought so. You are correct! Okay. So, yeah, this is... Brand new content in Reaching of Memories, so yeah. very exciting stuff. What's Tricky Zexion up to in this fight? Mm. He's got he's got some uh, he's got some tricks up his sleeve. So the the, the nice thing is that we do start this, and because this, this is back to back with the Dark Side fight too, so you have no chance to take a breather. You do get to start in Dark mode, which is appreciated, of course. After Riku's like. I can yes. control the light and the dark. The books, I realized, his whole gimmick. At first, I thought it was just his slate. But no, his gimmick is discarding your cards and making you have to reload yep. them. Is it too bad for Riku? Because Riku does get instant reload. Yeah. But still, like, you know, still a pain in the ass. Totally. Yeah, the magic books will just hit you. I'm not sure how many cards are discarded. At least one, I can tell you that much. And probably depending on how many times you get hit by the book. But yeah, uh, book steal cards. The only thing I remember besides that was his uh, his slate will discard a bunch of cards when it hits you. Not totally unlike uh, Marluxia's one from uh, the end of Sora's campaign, but instead of scattering them to the wind, like, I got, oh, I dropped all these kiwis, I gotta pick up all my avocados. They're just like, okay, we're gonna force you to reload, which, uh, I, I mean, to be fair, this boss was pretty easy but i feel like at least the thick mechanic or you know the the thought process of like let's make or let's get rid of the cards because of course if you have less cards you you know you can't attack you can't duel so i do like the the thought process of like this could be an interesting fight unfortunately they start you in dark mode and zexian was about dead (laughs) in about like less than two minutes so not the best execution yeah, I had a few, like, one or two duels where it's just like, I can't do anything because I don't have any, I don't have strong enough cards, um, so it it does work in theory, but yeah, definitely get that head start with the dark mode, which is, I mean, again, I'm never going to complain if the game makes my life a little easier. Exactly. So yeah, we beat Zexion and Riku declares, I have the power! Yeehaw! I am Riku, destroyer of evil! (laughs) (laughs) I mean, yeah. And, oh yeah, you just got Lexis's card. You also got a Zex card you probably never use. But 
if you uh, your attacks can confuse enemies, like you know, this, you hit them and there's a roll uh, to see. See, that makes them. sense for Zexion. Mm-hmm. With all his little illusions. Yeah. I like it. It's also very funny. His uh, I mentioned if you look into the journal and inspect some of the cards, the specifically the organization enemy cards, they'll give you resistances to some things and weaknesses to some. Um, yep. Lexaeuses weren't tremendous, so I kind of skipped over them. But Zexion. Uh, he's just resistant to all magic, which is kind of cool. I thought it was pretty nice. So, yeah. We defeat Zexion. Or do we? Because mm. in the next Exit Hall cutscene, we find out uh, he didn't actually die. Yeah. <laughs> so, for some reason, he just instantly warps back to the, the Chamber of Darkness. Yeah. And we, I, I, we didn't... We're not tripping here. He definitely has, like, yep. the death animation of, like, fading away, but he doesn't warp away. Yeah, so Does it makes he... you wonder, well, like, did any of the other members die then? If that isn't uh... actually... Because, like, Axel had the same thing, too, or, like, you're like, wait a minute, I thought it seemed like you had bit the dust, but I guess not. Yeah. Ugh. No, Axel did warp away. He actually was like, okay, sorry, you're a bit too much to handle right now, and also, mm. you should probably go find Marluxia. I'm too busy for you. Bye. Yep. But like everyone else is like, oh, I'm, de- I'm melting, or I'm fading. Ah. But no, for mm. some reason, Zexion just gets to... Maybe it was another illusion. Yeah, I was just going to say. Mm. <laughs> um, so yeah, he warps back, and then Axel shows up, and Zexion's like, Axel, brother, save me. <laughs> <laughs> and then Axel pulls a scar, and he's like, get him, boy. <laughs> And he yep. six repliku on him, which is yeah. he's like basically saying like, oh, like if you want to be a real boy, this is a good place to start. Which mm-hmm. is like, just very sinister for Axel. It's very because <laughs> Axel's like the for all intents and purposes, Axel is the Luffy, Luffy, Lucy Goosey Goofy one. So the yep. fact that he's like, wish he's like you know he's the demon on repliku's shoulders of like, hey, if you if you kill Zexion, you could be. So much more than just Riku. Yeah. It doesn't really make sense, because, you know, like, where does Axel's allegiance lie? Because we get why he took out... I guess I don't get why he took out Vexen. <laughs> we get why he wanted Marluxia to to be knocked down a few pegs, because he was a traitor. But why does he want to kill Zexion? He says, he says, you just knew too much. But, like, what did Zexion knew? <laughs> like am i missing something here am i just not remembering yeah i uh i did look into this and i'll have to i'll have to remind myself if it's fan theory or canon but there's something i we can discuss it in the in our epilogue episode of what we possibly could think this means but i'm unsure if it's a crystal clear or not due to like you know future information beyond recon well, how far beyond Reincom are we talking? <laughs> like I think not too far. Well, I think maybe KH two or, or like before three. Like I think before DDD actually. Like not too far actually. But because I, I can't put my finger on this. Like what? What would Axel? What would Zexion know that Axel wouldn't want him to share? Yeah, because even what they knew that they were trying to abuse Sora, but you know the basement crew is just here. They're not actively trying to interfere with Marluxia or even help Marluxia to be honest. So like, what yeah. is Zexian? What's the bit here? Like really? Yeah, I guess like if they knew that Axel killed Vexen, but do they know that? Because that would be seen as like an act of betrayal, and he wouldn't want that 
getting out, but mm. I don't know if they knew that slash how they would know that. So no, it was they just, just say confusing. like he just says, "Oh, Vexen's dead." By the way, or no, Vexen's yeah. like, "Oh, you know, I I don't sense Vexen anymore." And then Axel shows up. Like that, that's the same cutscene. Axel or the cutscene after Axel shows up. And he's like, who do you think is going to die next? Mm. And you feel like at that point, Zexion would be would be like, he either wouldn't know or he would be like, Axel, you son of a beep. But mm-hmm. there's no information to be like, oh, I know you killed Zexion over like the past like 10 minutes. <laughs> yep. So, yep. Another one bites the dust. And Rapuku is still Strong out enough. and about. Mm-hmm. But we cut back to Riku, and he's all high and mighty now. He's like, <laughs> this darkness thing, easy peasy. I can do whatever I want now. And then Anthem's like, mm-hmm. Think sure again. about that, Sonny? <laughs> yep. And then he, uh, he uses his, his T-pose card on Riku and faces <laughs> him. Yep. Which, again, you know, like, how powerful is Ansem if he can just stop Riku in his tracks completely and <laughs> just immobilize him. <laughs> exactly. Oh, yeah, yeah. But, um, we get a little surprise. Mickey's here in the flesh. He's a real and, boy. Yeah, and he, um, uses a little ball of light to free Riku, which is mm-hmm. confusing, because <laughs> he says a line where he's like, that ought to keep Ansem busy for a while. What the hell does that mean? <laughs> Like, did he send, like, a little, like, Mickey, like, avatar to, like, fight Ansem metaphorically? <laughs> yeah, my, my always just thought is that he just uses enough of a... Because, like, Ansem is this, like, growing darkness inside Riku. Like, this, like, Lily, or, like, real Ansem, I'm, as far as I'm concerned, is actually dead. This is just the leftover Ansem inside Riku from his time yeah, being the possessed. Spawn. Yeah, so I think he's just like, um, uh, here's a big light attack, I'll weaken Ansem and he'll stay quiet for a little bit, he'll go take a nap in the corner, and we can continue our journey yeah. without any interruptions. Yeah, I guess it just goes back to what I was saying about, like, Sora using the light attack. Like, it's just weird to me when characters use light offensively, because it's... Mm-hmm. I don't know, it just paints this weird image of, like, oh, well... Like, I think of it like Pokemon. Like, oh, Ansem's Darkness has 90 HP right now. I'll use a super effective light attack to put him in a weakened state. And then I'll paralyze him, and... Okay, it's fine, he won't... He won't bother you for a while, and it's just... I don't know. It's just weird how he, like, tries to quantify it like that. Like, that'll keep him busy for a while. Like, oh... It's like Riku's little nicotine patch, but instead of... (laughs) Smoking, he's trying to get over the darkness. <laughs> the Ansem's coming back. Mickey. Yeah. Mickey, I need my fix. <laughs> exactly. But yeah, Mickey is here in the flesh, and Riku commemorates the occasion by pitching those chubby cheeks. <laughs> <laughs> I love Give it. them to me. <laughs> oh. oh, that tickles. <laughs> so Riku asks, what the heck are you doing here? And then Mickey says that the Twilight Town card appeared to him in the realm of darkness. And I'm like, how does that make any kind of sense? But uh, whatever. (laughs) Who cares at this point? So, uh, yeah. So, I guess my... Here's my... Here's what I've always thought. But then I'll follow with what... what, I'll follow with what breaks the logic immediately. Mickey is like... I very much think he's like Detective Mouse being like, How do I get out of the realm of darkness? Like following somebody's Mm -hmm. footprints with a magnifying glass. 
To be fair, Twilight Town apparently, I don't know. No, Traverse Town exists kind of in the realm in between. Does Twilight Town exist in the realm in between light and dark, though? I'm pretty sure, yes, because okay. you know, it connects to the world that never was and whatnot. True. So yeah, I'll just say Twilight Town is in the realm between, but then how do Castle Oblivion's dumb card mechanics appear to Mickey when he's not in yeah. Castle Oblivion? Exactly. And also, like, it's not even the real Twilight Town. Like, it's, it's like a memory of Twilight Town, so like... That none of us have yet! As well. Yeah, he got warped to Castle Oblivion, not Twilight Town. And like, why would it? Uh, yeah, see, yeah. my brain's I th- broken. <laughs> I think it, could, it would be easier to be like Mickey shows up, and then maybe like just to make it easier. Oh, the card to Twilight Town just magically appears because, or maybe when he subdues Ansem, he's, and then the, this card just appears yeah. before them because of their actions, as opposed to yeah. I found this weird card and it took me out of the realm of darkness. <laughs> yeah. But, anyways, we got our Twilight Town card now. Yay! So, let's, let's chickity check it out. And, and at first, oh no, it's, it's him! He's back again! Just, after Mickey just said, that'll keep him busy. Nah, he's, or he's mm-hmm. already back. Sure, Mickey. Except, it's not really handsome. It's <gasps> someone else entirely. Because he, he smells different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, take, a, take a shot every time someone like references smells or scents. <laughs> I think you'd be about 20, 25 shots deep by the end of Reverse yep. River. Yeah, I don't, I don't know who you think you're kidding, but uh, I can sniff you out a mile away. So, yeah. It was it was Diz all along. We don't know who that is, but character we haven't met. It is, it is. Uh, it's funny how Diz has appropriated Ansem's identity. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For all wonder. For all you people keeping up with Kingdom Hearts, here's your reminder of. Oh yeah, this was a thing. But yeah, he um, basically introduces this idea of you know the twilight, the the middle ground between the dark and the light. And Riku's mm-hmm. like, hmm, I like the sound of that. I'd get on board. <laughs> I mean, uh, it's the best of both worlds, so why not? Yeah, Riku's like, alright, cool. I'll I'll peruse this whole Twilight Town so I can study the ways of the in-between. Mm. Yeah, it's time for Twilight Town. And it has a prong shape not dissimilar to Wonderland. Mm-hmm. Uh, thankfully, there's no dumb middle road for us to go down and be like, Oh, crap, I can't go anywhere. <laughs> yes. So we head on over to the key beginning to the fateful mansion. And then Repliku shows up. Make fun of Riku some more for being a, a real one. <laughs> mm-hmm. So this is all, at this point, everything is post-Sora's ending. So yes. Repliku is back to, I don't know, I guess being a blank slate at this point. But he knows yeah. that... Well, he was, like, now manipulated he's... and everything. Yeah, exactly. Actually, yeah, I don't know what he knows. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny, because we first fought Repliku, he's like, I'm a replica of you, but I'm going to be better because I love the darkness. We're BFFs. You rejected mm-hmm. it. It's your ex. And then he goes through his whole Sora saga right after that. And then by the way, he comes out the other side, and he's like, ah, there's Riku again. So it's very funny, because Riku never saw the manipulated aspect of Repliku. He just saw... I frankly the beginning and the end 
basically. Yeah, he just saw the little hint of it when he was suddenly all about like, oh, nominee. But yeah, he didn't get the thick of it. But yeah, there's a very much, I'm trying to think, his first re- reference, I mean, first appearance was like, hi, I'm going to be better than you. Now he's just kind of like, I want to kill you to prove I'm the better you. Like he's looking for some sort of self-worth, which is actually kind of funny because he's very full of himself the first time we fight him in. Now he's kind of like, yeah, why am I even here? Why was I born? Yeah, like maybe it's all, you know, part of Axel's manipulation. Like he probably told him like, oh, if you want to be the real Riku, well then you have to defeat the real Riku. Yeah. Then it makes you wonder, well, why is Axel targeting Riku? Yeah. Just why is Axel? <laughs> yeah. Like I now I'm curious when we start to go, when we go to the other games, like where's this hint of like overtly evil Axel? Like do we are we going to see this ever again? Or is it just kind of this one and done deal of like, hi, I'm going to try being evil for like super evil for a little bit. See how that yeah. plays out. We'll we'll definitely see it in days. At least we'll kind of see, well, yeah, I don't know. We'll see the before and after in days, and maybe yeah. that'll kind of clue us in to like why he was acting this way. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, he's very uncharacteristic of himself in this game, which makes sense. But because so much of what we know about Axel is just every other game, it's just weird to mm-hmm. see him this way, or he's just like <laughs> actively planning to like kill everyone. <laughs> so yeah, time for a Riku fight, baby, and yeah. Well, Repliku. Yes, this campaign gets it right. You only fight him two times. Yes. And that's it. <laughs> that's all she ever wrote. That's all we need. Yep. And, yeah, he's basically the same fight as the fourth fight from Sora's side, so... Mm-hmm. A bit tough, but, you know, as long as you're pulling off your duels and your dark modes, you should be able to take care of him. We've got darkness. How could we lose? <laughs> or so we have dark re- dark mode so how could we lose it's it's still definitely a hard fight it's not going to be a walk yeah. in the park but we've been here before so there's not really much to add besides the fact that you're, you're Riku this time woohoo yeah. so once you beat him he's all he's like literally on his deathbed <laughs> and they're having a whole like oh it's okay you'll go somewhere it's fine and it was interesting to me because Repliku says something like, oh, like, my heart won't get any- go anywhere when I die, or something like that. But he very explicitly says die, and I was just wondering, like, is this the first time a Kingdom Hearts character has actually said the word die? Because usually it's all very, like, vague and very ethereal. Like, oh, like, his heart's faded away, blah, blah, blah. Just, like, dancing on the issue, but mm-hmm. Repliku's like, no, no, I'm gonna die. Yes, he's like, like, he's also like, it's very, I wouldn't even say gruesome, but it's very visual, because he's like, on the ground. I mean, we've seen the yeah. organization members, like, we've seen the nobles at this point, who fade away, but he's like, slowly, like, just being yep. disintegrating over time. And I, 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 I do, this, this is just very a side note, his, him fading, fading away is like, there's like little bits of light and also darkness, that I was like, oh, a little, little touch mm. right there, okay, I see you. But yeah, this is the first time they're not dancing around the death issue. He's like, nope, no, I'm, I'm, I'm dying. Because he, he questions, like, where will my heart go? Because I'm a... I mean, replicas are essentially clones. Or life model decoys, kind of, to a degree. Or you marble heads, but... Yeah. They're just literally just... 
I'm a clone and I'm dying. Where do, where do I go? I'm not the real me, or I'm the, not the real you. By the by, either way. Yeah, but Riku tells him, "Your heart will go on." Mm-hmm. Cue the Celine Dion. <laughs> so yeah, he's ostensibly gone. <laughs> um, but congratulations, Riku is in fact the real one. Mm-hmm. Just took took a while to figure that out. Yeah. So moving on. To the key of guidance, we get an appearance of the pod room. Yeah, this was kind of wild. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it's within the Twilight Town world, but we go to yeah. the pod room. So it's like, is this the actual physical pod room in Castle Oblivion, or is this the pod room that we see in Traverse Town and Kingdom Hearts 2, except within the memory Traverse Town? <laughs> Oh, Twilight Town. What's going on here? Twilight Twilight Town, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's what I thought, too. That's what I wrote down is, are we in the basement right now? Because we do fight outside the mansion. But because uh, Recom's rooms are just, uh, here's the world, but with a different layout, basically. Like, you know, we didn't see ourselves go inside the mansion. So, honestly, I think this is something that gets resolved or pointed out in days, perhaps. But yeah, at this point, I would I wouldn't even assume anything. But uh, where the, my my words are dying as I, as they're coming into my head. I have no clue where the hell we are besides Maybe. the pod room. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the ending's starting to feel like a little bit rushed. Where like, I mean, the same thing happened in Star Story, where just shit just started happening. And you're like, wait, that doesn't really make sense. But whatever. Yeah. <laughs> uh. So Nami's here, and she. She says, all right, now it's time to fix your memories, Riku. And he's like, what do you mean? My memories are fine. She's like, <laughs> uh, have you looked in a mirror lately? Because you are covered in darkness. Riku's <laughs> like, oh. So she offers to seal away his darkness by messing with his memories, which seems like it doesn't really make sense to me. Again. <laughs> <laughs> but also, it comes out of nowhere, kind of, because, like, nominate hasn't really had any interaction with Riku and like I'm not even sure I mean I guess she would know about him through Sora's memories but it just felt very much it just felt forced like wait a minute like we just met and you're like offering to like solve my entire character conflict (laughs) (laughs) I can deus ex machina the hell out of you just let me do it exactly but it's just a chance for Riku to turn away that opportunity and says, no, I'll deal with my own darkness, thanks. And also, yep. I'm not sure the side effects of having my memory rewritten. <laughs> <laughs> Nominee goes to, like, fix your memories, then I'm like, you know, kind of like a, like a, like a medicine commercial, like, side effects include. <laughs> yep, exactly. So, yeah, he, um, he has one of what I feel like is multiple speeches where he sort of teases Sora, but like in a lighthearted way. And he's mm-hmm. like, this Sora... Look at him, he's just taking a nap. I've always been the hard-working one. Ever since we were on the islands, it was just me working on the raft. And Nomine's over, filing her nails, like, yeah, uh-huh. Oh, yeah, that's so cute, Riku. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> oh, my God. But, yeah, he uh, he lets Sora know that he's in for quite a stern talking to when he wakes up. Because he was supposed to protect Kyrie. <laughs> and here he is sleeping. So... Yeah, the cutscene ends with Riku revealing that he knows it was you posing as Kyrie back on Destiny Islands, because I can mm-hmm. smell ya! 
Big shot. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I think the thing that's weird to me about this whole smell thing is it just it never comes up again. Yep. Is it is it specifically like a darkness thing? So Riku could smell while he's like engulfed in the darkness, or is it a Castle Oblivion thing? Or like what? I don't think it's a Castle Oblivion thing, but it's definitely only a thing that comes up in Recom, unfortunately. So. Yep. Because, I mean, yeah, that would be a super handy power to have in all the other games. (laughs) (laughs) You'd be like, all right, where's Ansem? (sighs) He's three rows that way. Get him, boys. Yeah. (laughs) He tells Nominee, bye. I'm going to go work on my exciting training arc. And then cut to the B2 exit hall. We're almost there, baby. Yep. Ever so close. Yeah. Diz shows up again, or maybe it's before Diz shows up, and Mickey's like, gosh, I feel like I've met him before. Goose's like, well, if you could smell him, maybe you'd be able to know who this was. <laughs> maybe. I think it's right before Diz shows up, but yeah. I, either way, he's like, mm, I've met this man before. I've met this egna- enigmatic man completely wrapped in bandages and, like, three capes. Yep. Ah! I've I've seen the likes of him before. Maybe we passed on the street one time. That's it's not something you see every day. Exactly. Day shows up, and he has uh, this year's highest fashion item. It's the the hot new trend. The uh, the dark leather cloak. <laughs> Black cloaks, baby. Yeah. So he says, "Here, take this." And he explains that it will hide... Well, one, it protects the wearer from darkness, which is how the organization members are all able to uh, flit back and forth between, you know, use the dark corridors to travel. Mm -hmm. Um, But also, it will hide your presence from the organization. So he warns them, like, oh, the organization's going to come after you, so use these to, to conceal yourselves. Which, again, much like... How I'm wondering, well, why is Axel targeting Riku? Like, why is the organization looking for Riku? Like, I don't know. I just, I mean, I guess it goes back to, like, Lexion saying, and Lexius plotting, like, oh, we'll use Riku instead, but now they both dead. So, like, who would actually be looking for Riku at this point? Just, I mean, I guess Axel? But, eh, again, it just Maybe. feels like another one of those things where it's like, I feel like we're just kind of brushing past this just to, like, make a conflict, but doesn't really stand up mm-hmm. no feel it feels very much like what they're going for right here unfortunately i'm just conflict for conflict's sake or like oh they're evil right exactly but in any case it's a way to get riku and mickey in those those hot hot cloaks those duds so diz makes a comment about oh well it'll hide you from their nose but not the ears. <laughs> and then there's like a comical shot where it's just zoomed in on Mickey's ears. <laughs> Mickey's head. I love <laughs> except, it. Except it does conceal the ears. There's literally little ear flaps uh, uh, custom made for Mickey's coat. <laughs> exactly. When his hood is down, are there ear flaps on it? Or is it just the fact that when he puts I'm pretty the, sure there the is. hood on that... <laughs> It, like, contorts his head, obviously. Like, it contorts his head shape, which is just ears, basically. Yeah, I think they have the little flaps. Even I think you're they're... right, but I, I, I want to, you know, I want to keep that in the back of my head and see if there's actually a difference or not. Yeah. Riku is ready and rearing to go. Fight mm-hmm. his final darkness. 
And he has a whole speech to Mickey. Like, Mickey, if the darkness takes me, I want you to destroy... To save you? Of course I will. (laughs) No, no, no. I need you to... Need you to youth her to 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 be there by your side no matter what for sure, pal. <laughs> no, no, no! I need you to murder to mur mimic your compassion and friendship, of course. <laughs> Listen, kid, I know you're trying to be edgy here, but this is an E-rated Disney game, so I need you to calm down. <laughs> we Riku do have is... corporate guidelines to stick to. <laughs> Riku is just Nomura trying to express something and Disney just actual <laughs> Mickey is Disney of like Nomura shut this shit down we don't need it he's like I want to express my what the hell did I just say to you yeah uh-huh. he's basically censoring Riku in real time <laughs> <laughs> exactly so yeah Mickey's the real one he's ride or die for Riku and Riku's like you're my best friend and Mickey's like gosh I wasn't ready for that. So, yeah, he has this whole statement about, I had to do this on my own, but yeah, Mickey still shows up as a friend card, which is very much appreciated. (laughs) Yeah, because if there was no Mickey, we'd have no way to heal in battle. Yep. So, I'll take Mickey any day of the week. (laughs) Yeah. So, next up, you got the Castle of Oblivion floor, except... Thankfully, it is literally only two rooms. <laughs> oh, yes. So, oh, my goodness. I was you like, can just whiz crap. right through it. Yeah, because Sora's Castle Oblivion is very... It's just one long winding path. Like, uh, here we go. So I yep. was even like, I remember Riku's Castle Oblivion being very short. But I was like, oh, maybe I'm misremembering. And then I popped up in the map and I'm like, oh, my God, it's only two rooms. Yeah. Yes. You love to see it. So, yep, you can just whiz right on through. Oh, I, when he comes in, he does. Ansem kind of has some smart-ass remarks, and Riku's like, I'm gonna get you! Don't you worry, I'm coming for you, Ansem! <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Same old, same old. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, we uh, we get to the end, and Riku's ready to square up, and, yeah, he's still riding on this whole high of, like, I've conquered the darkness now, so I'm gonna beat you, and he says, like... A, or, well, he has an interesting line where he says something like, huh, even at your strongest when you were controlling me, like, you still couldn't beat Sora. And then, mm-hmm. and then he says, I'm not impressed by your powers. And then I love how it just instantly cuts to Ansem, just, like, summoning the apocalypse, basically. <laughs> <laughs> where he just, like, pulls Riku into this, like, dark, like, pocket dimension. He's like, oh, yeah? You mean these powers? These are the ones you're not impressed by? He's <laughs> like, oh, well, I can... I could do a Sonic the Hedgehog attack. <laughs> so, yeah, it's boss time, baby. And more specifically, it's final boss time. Because, surprisingly enough, this is a one-phase fight. Yeah. And boy, howdy, after going to the ringer, am I glad. <laughs> they wanted they wanted us to be done with Recom, and we are not going to look a gift horse in the mouth whatsoever. Exactly. So yeah, he has a lot of same attacks from Kingdom Hearts 1. Mm-hmm. Just, they're basically just translated into Recom. So yeah. Yeah. But I I had a lot of trouble with him, to be honest. I died quite a few times. Oh. Because he has really good cards. <laughs> yeah. Ansem has a lot of, like, 9s and 8s and 7s, so you got to be really, really careful. And zeros, yeah. <laughs> so I was like, ah. Oh. And then 
it, it was it's kind of ended up being like a war of attrition right because like you know he'd get off attacks here and there but i was doing pretty okay but then by the end like i was critical and i didn't have any ways to heal and then he'd finally get one off and i'd be like ah, ah, ah i'm dead so I, I think i died at least like four or five times maybe so Ooh. i think that was one yeah, yeah. Uh, i died to recoup up a bill one time and then yeah i kicked his butt yeah, huh. yeah so I, I think i i think i went scot-free against ansem um very luckily but he's a I dueled him a lot. That might have been my... Yeah, that's that's what ended up finally sealing it for me, because I like mm. happened to get like two duels in a row. And, yeah, yeah, I, I dueled like five it. or six times, actually. Yeah, like I got a lot through the fight, but then like he was on like, you know, one half health, and then I just happened to get like two back, like back mm. to back, and I was like, oh, thank God. <laughs> yeah. And I guess also if you, if you do mess up a duel, that's just like, you know, it's free... And so I'm like, I'm gonna smack that booty. Yep. And his are all seven duels, so you gotta be really, really careful too, because yep. they can really turn the tide. So yeah. He's, um, what have I seen him do? He does, it's funny, because for KH1, I remember being like, I know all of Ansem's attacks, and now I can't remember their names. But yeah, he's got like the, uh, the same line attack, where the Guardian will like raise its hand and shoots out beams of light. Riku has like super dodge roll, so like, not a problem. And then some, there is no possession in this game, thank God, but he will do, like, the possession move of, like, he kind of swipes at you, and he's like, I'm gonna get you! I'm yep. grab those feet! But, like, not really. <laughs> mm-hmm. He has, like, the dumb charge attack. He has, like, uh, the move where the Guardian just kind of, like, open, is he, like opens a hole in the ground and kind of shoots up, and his little, like, yeah. his little, like, multiple strike rays. Those are all slates, so uh, you can put up with them or, like, break them with zeros, usually. Uh, it is kind of cool. I say kind of cool. Um, it's not really super annoying, but and Ansem, he has his own card, and he'll use it, which makes his slates blind. So when he starts to store a slate, you won't know what he's going to do, or and you don't see mm -hmm. the cards themselves. So you can't be like, you know, sometimes when we fight the enemies that have decks, they'll be like, I guess Riku Rep, but this last person we fought, like, he's like, Dark Aura, like, you know, with 14, so you know, oh... Maybe I can get a bigger slate, or I know what it, you know I know what slate is coming, so I could prepare at least. Uh, Ansem says uh, no peeking at my cards. That's cheating. Mm -hmm. But this was this was this was dual city for me, so not too bad. Just have to the nuances of uh, of dueling, specifically the bosses. Like I feel like once you duel them once or twice, you kind of understand where their cards may lie, and also because our, our Riku deck is constantly changing. You just have to kind of keep an eye or, you know, keep memory of where your good cards are. Because I feel like there are definitely some times where I would go, like, I would flip in the wrong direction, being like, oh, he's got a, he used a five. Let me see if I can find a five. I'm like, oh, no, no, it's the other way. It's the other way. And, like, scrambling to get mm -hmm. to that card so I can eliminate it and keep it going. So, yeah, we beat him. And that means we won the game. Yay! One and done. It's ending time, baby. Not before Ansem can can pop off a classic. Someday I will return. You haven't seen the last of me, Gadget. <laughs> you gonna see these abs again? Don't you worry. But yeah, he gone for now, anyways. Mm -hmm. But even Riku was self-aware enough to realize there's still a, a part of him in me. It's like, okay, what? How long are we gonna drag out this storyline? Why don't you just get it dislodged, Riku?
<laughs> we, yeah, really. We, we take it to a hospital. They can take it out. <laughs> so Mickey basically reaffirms that he's he's here to be there for for Riku. Yeah, doesn't he uh, like like take it like he's like Riku's kind of stuck in the darkness and Mickey kind of like literally helps him out or am I thinking of an earlier cutscene? I think that was earlier. Yeah. Okay. But he does give Riku a little pep talk and he says like, "Gosh, Riku, you're so awesome. I've never seen anyone use the light and darkness like you before." Mm-hmm. But like really no one has <laughs> used like no one's like struck this middle ground before. <laughs> Riku's the first of his kind, apparently. Yeah, apparently. Like, uh, that just that just felt like a little bit much to me. But whatever. <laughs> I guess that's Riku's whole thing now. Yeah, it's not. It's very funny because well, one people we know of that are going to pop up in later games who kind of do wield. Oh, I guess sometimes they're pure darkness. Sometimes they're kind of a mix, but not really. But we'll definitely cross those roads when we get to them. But it's, I guess, early on in the K. I mean, it's a, it's a flashback to KH1 of Sora. You're the Keyblade wielder. Not a Keyblade yeah. wielder, Sora. You're the Keyblade wielder, huh? Right? Right? Mm-hmm. So, could be something that's kind of just aged out. Because this is just 2003's recom, not recom, regular calm dialogue translated into just a entry five years later so yeah uh... so yeah they uh hit the dusty old trail and they're like well like i guess we can go now yeah they, it's funny because they they literally make it to floor number one where the big ass door is and they're like well there's that big ass door i guess we walk out of here yep <laughs> so they have escaped the clutches of castle oblivion mm-hmm. and they wander their way down the path to meet a very very stoic looking diz who stands at the intersection, and he he gives Riku a, a bit of a riddle. He says, will you take the path to light or the path to dark? Mm. Pay no attention to the path directly behind me. <laughs> <laughs> About to say, he's intentionally obscuring the middle path, being like, don't, don't, you, don't, you, even, don't you even consider looking this yeah. way, Riku. <laughs> and Riku's like, um, well, why, why don't I just, just go in between? <laughs> He chooses the middle path. Does ask, mm-hmm. oh, you mean the, the twilight road to dusk? And then Riku says, no, the way to dawn. And then he puts on his shades. Mm. <laughs> That's the ending. <laughs> yep. We get a, another credit sequence, which is pretty cute, because this time, instead of showing the, the, the good guys from each world, we see just the villains. So yeah! Very much fitting Riku's theme. Mm-hmm. And then we get some some post slash late credit scenes mm-hmm. of where are they now? And um, yeah, the first one, Riku and Mickey are walking through the big old chasm and Hollow Bastion, mm-hmm. and the the whole point of the scene is to show like Riku is he like kind of like stumbles like he's like weakened, so we can mm-hmm. tell like oh like he still has this this burden of the darkness, but then Mickey kind of helps him up. Riku, Riku's like my heart. And the king makes, it's just heartburn, Riku. You'll be fine. Make some tums. You did eat three double cheeseburgers from McDonald's on our last stop. <laughs> Maybe you should slow down. But Mickey, that was so good. <laughs> oh, I guess. I guess also at the, at the end, before the credits, uh, 
uh, Riku and Mickey do bond. Like he does say, like um, don't, he's, Riku's been calling him Your Majesty up until now. He's like, yeah, just call me Mickey. Your Ma- Your Majesty was my dad. I'm just Mickey to you. <laughs> so they they are kind of yeah. on the same level as Sora, Dawn, and Goofy now. Like they're yeah, uh, and they were roommates. They're they're close. They're they're close comrades now. Yeah. But yeah, I have to wonder, like, well, what are they doing there in Hollow Bastion yeah. specifically? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, what are they doing in general? Like, what is their journey? <laughs> yes, because, well, we know we know what's going to be happening, but what did set them on yeah. the... I don't think even in uh, when Sora... Not I even mean Sora. When Riku was talking to Nomine, she didn't even specify. Did, yeah, Like, how exactly. long Sora's memory restoration would take, besides the fact that, oh yeah, I'm fixing Sora, by the way. So, like... I know that we know that Riku's going to come back and be in there, check up on Namine and Diz yep. every so often, but like... Yeah, but for now, it's like, what is their goal? So. That's something we learn in next game and in, like, in days, but not not, yeah. not in Recom whatsoever. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's kind of like, eh? But then we get a couple other quick scenes. Uh, so we cut back to the Twilight Town scene... With the, the blonde-haired kid, ooh. But this mm. time, one, we see his face, and two, we see Axel is standing next to him and has a yeah. hand on his shoulder. Mm-hmm. Ooh, what's happening here? Yeah, this is kind of a, an interesting cut right here. I th- Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, we'll talk about it, we'll talk about it next week, but like... I don't. I don't think this scene takes place. Like this is not actually taking place after the game. Correct. Mm-hmm. In fact, I think a scene like this might take place during. No, before Chain of Memories actually even starts. Mm-hmm. Exactly. But yeah, I think, uh, we can talk about that later. Yeah. And then finally, much like how we did get just that faintest little tease of the blonde-haired kid's face during Sora's end credits, this time. We get the faintest tease of a black coat Riku, who mm. seems to have longer hair, approaching Naminé and Diz. Yes! <gasps> What's going on there? In fact, this is very similar to what we saw on Another Side, Another Story? Mm-hmm. Perhaps? Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, you can you can sort of start to put some pieces together. So, yeah, yeah. we got a black-coated Riku, so that should tip you off. But um Yeah, that's that's pretty much it. There's um one other cutscene of the blonde-haired boy in Twilight Town. There's this little poem that overlays the screen. I don't remember what it says exactly, but I, basically I was last, thinking is it worth it to go back and like look up the words, yeah. but uh, as you can see, I did not. So yeah. that should that should tell you something. <laughs> I think the last line pretty much sums it up. It says something like, "Oh, like we'll see each other again, but we may not recognize each other." Blah blah blah. Or we'll be different, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, take that for what you will. Yes, that is the end of Rechain of Memories. Bang bang! Oh. But wait. You forgot the Donald campaign. <laughs> oh no! No, that's that's a joke. We are officially done. So yeah, it's been quite a journey, but we're not quite done because, as you alluded to, next week 
much like how we did a wrap-up episode for Kingdom Hearts 1, we will be doing a sort of epilogue for Chain of Memories, mm-hmm. just to kind of outline our overall thoughts on both campaigns and the game in general, and, yeah. you know, del- delve into a few extra topics that we didn't really have time to get to in the main campaign. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that'll be our official wrap-up. Ah, so stay tuned for that next week. Yeah. We'll get a we'll get a breather before we uh, devote our entire life to Kingdom Hearts 2. Mhm. Yeah, no. I've been <laughs> I mean going through in my head of like all right, how many episodes will it take? And I would not be surprised if we get up to 30. <laughs> mhm. Kate's going to be a chunk a big chungus. Mhm. So yeah, that is it, everybody. Thank you Woo! so much for listening. And now for the ending bit. But I'm sure you've already clicked away. If you're anything like me, that's okay. <gasps> I understand. <laughs> no, I, I, I always have to go to the end of a podcast because it'll be like, you have a minute left remaining. And I'm like, no, I, I can't deal with that. Like uh, seeing that constantly. <laughs> yeah, I I do too. I guess it depends on the podcast. Like sometimes I know they'll do like a little extra bit at the end, but then other times if it's just like, okay, I don't really care about this, but time for the, the rapid fire shielding, everybody. All right. You can review us on Apple iTunes and leave a rating five stars, please. You can subscribe to make sure you get all of our episodes top of the morning. You can email us khbhpodcast at gmail.com. You can find that email there in the description. And you can share us with your friendy foos. Uh, spread the word. Uh, join the uh, the movement. <laughs> That's that, everybody. Uh, thanks right. again for listening. And stay tuned for the wrap-up next week. All right. it's on to the big one. Have yourselves a good week in the meantime. Yeah. Bye-bye, everybody. Woo-hoo. Bye. Bye. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs>